Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 029-CLEAN. Wake-up call 29 clean. It's another Faith for My Generation podcast wake-up call episode. I'm glad that you're watching and that you're listening. Let's go to John 17, verse 17. As we start this wake-up call today, wake-up call 029, clean. Not Mr. Clean, but just clean. John 17, 17. Jesus is praying in the book, in the chapter of John, chapter 7, excuse me, in the book of John in chapter 17, Jesus is praying before he goes to the cross. It's a great chapter to read and understand how we are to pray. The first five verses, Jesus prays for himself. It's good to pray for yourself, but you shouldn't just pray for yourself. If all your prayer time is about you, you've missed the entire point of the full circle of prayer, or all the different types of prayer. There's, there's prayer, I mentioned this in the last wake-up call, there's prayer of petition, prayer of faith, prayer of praise, but there's prayer of intercession, prayer of supplication. Intercession is praying for those that are lost, that they be saved. Supplication is praying for the body of Christ, that they be built up. But you should pray for yourself too, but not only for yourself. And we see that Jesus then prays for his disciples, immediate disciples. Then he prays for all believers. And we know by the book of Hebrews, he still today is interceding on our behalf, praying for us. And I want to look at this one verse that he pray, that he prays to the Father. He says in John 17, 17, sanctify them or set them apart by your truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. That word sanctify, we, we don't really use that a lot in like common everyday language, but to sanctify literally means to set apart for a purpose. And you and I have been set apart for the works of Christ in the earth. Ephesians 5. In fact, if, if you haven't listened to it, go back and check out last Thursday's podcast episode on the Faith for My Generation podcast the first episode of a mini-series, Who is This Jesus? Or excuse me, I take that back. Please forgive me. Uh, it's the second episode, which is coming this Thursday. So if you've not missed it yet, this coming Thursday, episode two of a mini-series, Who is This Jesus? We look at when Jesus says, I am the light of the world. We then talk about how that Christ being in us, I'm not going to give away the plot. I don't want you to listen to the, to the episode coming up this Thursday. But plainly, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, it says that you once were children of darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. We've been set apart for the works of Christ. We've been set apart. As a Christian, as a believer, you've been set apart for the works of Christ to show people, to tell people how to be saved. The truth of God's Word to live holy unto Him, to become a signpost, just like a stop sign at the end of the road tells me, hey, I need to stop completely, look both the ways, then proceed through. The stop sign tells me 
what I need to do so that I can travel safely. You and I are, are signposts on the road of life, pointing people to Christ. And we've been set apart for that purpose. Now, how are we set apart? How are we washed up, cleansed, and set apart for the work and the use of the Master? By the truth of God's Word. Sanctify them by your truth. Your Word is truth. So point blank, simple statement. The Bible is the inspired, inerrant, meaning without error, Word of God. I believe the Bible is the inspired, God-breathed, inerrant, without error, Word of God. There's, I, I just saw a study a few weeks ago that was done in the United States of America. We've got a lot of international listeners on the podcast, uh, in the podcast family. But in my nation of the United States of America, one out of five Christians, or excuse me, one out of five Americans believe the Word of God is truly the inspired and errant Word of God, meaning that four out of five Americans either believe it's just a good book that teaches us the things of God, but you don't take it literally, or they believe it's a myth, a fairy tale, a fable, read Harry Potter, it's, it's just the same. And in fact, you, this whole idea of deconstructionism or deconstructing your faith, that is a lie out of the pit of hell. It is deception from Satan. I don't need to deconstruct my faith. I need to be built up in my most holy faith. <laughs> the book of Jude tells us by praying in the Holy Spirit, by being in the things of God. And, and I, you know, I was scrolling through and TikTok feeds you what you watch, what you watch. Uh, often. So this guy who's this ex-minister who now has this, I guess, podcast too, he's talking about deconstructing your faith. And he said, here's the problem. Christians take this book literal and we're not supposed to take it literal. That's what he point blank said. That's deception. You know, it doesn't matter how cool his his glass frames looked and how much gel he had in his hair and how ripped and distressed his denim jeans were. I mean, he looked sharp, don't get me wrong. But like, he's mightily deceived. <laughs> I could care how you look, how you sound, how you, how you, you know, maybe you have your quirks just like I do. But if you believe the Word of God is true and it's the Word of God, then my friend, you are my friend. I count you a friend. Because there's people that don't take the Word of God literal. They don't take it as the truth of God's Word. Is there fi some figurative language in the Word of God? Yes. But as a student of the Bible, it is my job, it's your job, to take the figurative language and then find out what, that, what the literal meaning is of the figurative language. But I can tell you something here. Sanctify them with your truth. Your Word is truth is not figurative. That's point bank, point blank, literal. The Word of God is truth, and it will cleanse you. That's what I want us to see here in the next few moments as we look at a couple passages of Scripture. The purpose of the Word of God, among many purposes, it's not the sole purpose, but one of the great purposes that God has for His Word, one of the intentions that God has concerning His Word in your life excuse me, is to keep you clean, to clean you up and keep you clean. 
Now, how do I know that? Jesus, we turn back a few chapters in John, John 15, 3, Jesus makes this point. You are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. So Jesus is saying, look, you're clean because I've cleansed you by this, the preaching, the teaching of the truth of the word, which is him. John 1, the word became flesh. The word put on flesh and walked among us as a man. And so he spoke himself. He spoke truth. He spoke the word. He brought together the law and the prophets and explained that I am the one the law and the prophets prophesied and, and, and spoke of. I am he. And then we get the entire revelation of the Bible. And the word of God keeps you clean. It cleanses you. And so you and I, every time you're opening your Bible, that should encourage you. Every time you open your Bible, you're being cleansed and kept clean. It's no different. You, sit, you, you know, before you go sit down to eat, you wash your hands. Now, let's be honest. You know, maybe, maybe some of you got, you know, you're a mechanic or you're working construction. You're, you know, you're doing whatever you're doing. Maybe you're outside playing. You know, you're, you're on a sports team for school, for high school, college. And so maybe every now and then, you, you know, you just got to get your, you got to get some food. You got to get some grub. And, you know, you don't even consider how dirty your hands are. I've been there before. Trust me. But generally speaking, as our mothers have taught us and would be proud of us to know, we go wash our hands, then sit down to eat. Every time you open the Word of God, it's cleansing you and feeding you. Just like we do naturally. Wash our hands, get our hands prepared to receive food. Well, when we open up the Word of God by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Word is not only feeding us because it is food to our spirit, it's also cleansing us. It's washing us. It's like soap and hot water cleanses you. It gets all the dirt, all the grime off, all the stench, any stinking thoughts, any dirt and grime of sin or wrongdoing, transgression. The Word of God will reveal, hey, mm, the Word says what I just did earlier today is wrong. I'm not going to do that anymore. Lord, empower me to not do that again. Forgive me. I repent. I don't want to do that anymore. Empower me to get free from that. And you're cleansed. You're cleaned. You're cleansed from what, from what you did and then kept clean to empower to overcome it. And that's brought on by the Word of God. And with that idea of the washing of the Word or the washing of the water of the Word is what we actually see in Ephesians 5 verse 26. That Christ may sanctify, there's that word again, set apart, and cleanse her, the church, with the washing of water by the word. Verse 27, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Ephesians chapter 5, 22 through 33 gives some teaching concerning husbands and wives. And then Paul uses the analogy of a husband and a wife and compares it to Christ and the church. And the church, in this sense, is used as an analogy as a bride, but we see is his body. Literally, the church is his body. But we can see here the analogy here, the example that's being used, being borrowed from a husband and a wife, just as a husband 
cleans and protects and, and sets apart and keeps whole his wife, protecting her, providing for her, so does Christ for the church. And through the washing of water by the word. So what power, what cleansing power does the word have? It has power to set you apart, to cleanse you, verse 27, so that you can be presented to Christ without spot or wrinkle, holy and without blemish. That's what the power of God's word will do for you. And that's why Satan hates the proclamation and the publication of the word of God. You can do, you know, you come to church, you can sing some songs, uh, you can dance, you can do a skit, you can tell jokes, you can read a story. Satan won't really care. But the moment you begin to proclaim and teach and preach the word in the church and outside the church, Satan's going to get real angry. But, you know, stinks for him because he's a defeated foe. We... We go forth in the power and authority of Christ, and Christ will build His church. Now, how is He going to build His church? On the revelation of His Word. Because His Word reveals Him to us. And so, in your own life, when you hear the Word, and the Word's coming into your ears and through your eyes, into your heart, the first priority Satan has is to rob you of that understanding and revelation of the Word. Because he doesn't want it to... Sit, come in seed form, be planted in your heart, and then produce a crop of faith. And he doesn't want the Word to come in and set you apart and cleanse you. But that's what the power of the Word will do. It will set you apart. It will cleanse you. It will make you not have spot or wrinkle, holy and without blemish. And this is not just like a one-off thing. You see it all through the Bible. The Word of God is the cleansing power of God. The Word of God has a cleansing power that will clean you and cleanse you, keep you clean, and set you apart. Psalms 19, verse 8 and 9 says this, The statutes, that's just another word for the Word of God. It's just another name, rather, for the Word of God. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment, another name for the Word of God, of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. So the Word of God itself is pure. Right? You can't you don't want to take a bath in dirty water. The water's already filthy, it's already dirty. You don't you take bath in clean water. Well, the word of God is pure. That's why it ha that's why it can make us pure. Verse 9. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous together. So the word of God itself is pure. And the fear of the Lord coming to God in holy humility and submission to his word, that's the fear of the Lord, honor and reverencing what him and what he has said. That keeps you clean. That that will cleanse you. The fear of the Lord is clean. Because the, the word of God, which will bring about the blessings of the fear of the Lord, will cleanse you. Psalms 119.9, how can a young man cleanse his way? How can you stay pure in an impure world? Okay? By taking heed according to your word. That's pretty simple, isn't it? How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Verse 10, with my whole heart I've sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Verse 11, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. 
Hide the word of God in your heart, and it will prevent you from sinning against him. That's what the word says. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Why, why does that prove to be true? Because the word of God is cleansing me and keeping me clean. The word of God will reveal the schemes, lies, and deceptions of Satan so that when he comes across my mind or my heart with temptation, the word of God cleanses. It cuts through the dirt and the grime. And you say, oh, wait, no, that's Satan trying to pull the wool over my eyes. And I'm not going to let that happen. So let the word of God cleanse you. Have you, ha- have you allowed the word of God to clean you up today? Well, obviously, you're listening, watching this wake-up call. So the word that I'm reading to you, it's cleansing you as you listen and hear and believe. But make a habit. Just like you take a bath often. I pray you take a bath often. <laughs> Just like you clean yourself, your physical body often. Make a habit. Have a daily cleansing for your spirit and your soul with the Word of God and stay clean. Hey, I'm thankful that you joined me for this wake-up call. Remember, we are the faithful. See you next time. God bless. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you. And every Thursday, I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.